0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Thursday, July 28th edition. Your Drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan, and I take your phone calls at 877 420 talk that's 877-420-8255. i also do it the new fancy way. We take your text, 304-396-TALK, 304 396 And you can find me on Twitter, at PaulSwan. You know one day we will take your TikToks as well. We're not doing that yet. We'll get to your TikToks. That eventually is going to have to happen. We're going to have to eventually take your TikToks, but we'll do it the old-fashioned way with your phone calls, your texts, of course, and we will talk to you on Twitter. Looking forward to uh, next week as uh, we're getting one step closer to the start of football season, and we have some basketball to continue on because last night, if you were listening, it was a great game to listen to last night. Best Virginia and the Bucket Tears, or Bucket nears. See, you sometimes get too cute with these names. But the bucket nears the East Tennessee alumni entry here. And then first of all, if you're a little bit older, a little bit older, you understand why it was hard for me to even listen to that team because Going back to my days as a fan, Marshall basketball was really good in the Southern Conference, and ETSU was really good back in the day. And there were some memorable battles between Marshall, ETSU. I remember ETSU coming in. It wasn't maybe a a great year for Marshall basketball, but I remember ETSU coming in ranked to the Henderson Center and Marshall beating a ranked ETSU team. And there were some back and forth battles, of course, going you know, into the Southern Conference tournament. And so the Buccaneers, I was hoping to be heard that playing them. I was wanting that. But instead, we got Best Virginia. Now, I can't root for the Buccaneers, I just can't do it. So I was on the Best Virginia bandwagon last night, and it was a fun game. It was close. That's why the Elam ending is so exciting. It ended. I, I almost thought at one point that West Virginia's team was going to lose this thing. That's how good the bucket nears were. This was the second best team in this regional. So now Best Virginia has won a regional in the TBT. Very first time that's happened. And so advancing to the quarterfinals, that's going to be in Dayton, Ohio. 9 p.m. tomorrow, and they're taking on Red Scare. That's Dayton's alumni team. So they're in Dayton, and instead of having home court advantage, which I'm sure helped them, even with the game against her, that, because that was really more of a West Virginia-flavored crowd, there was more gold and blue in that crowd than there was green and white. It was a good crowd. Didn't fill the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Did not feel, did just not. But it was a good crowd, but still it it leaned more towards a WVU flavor. I don't know if there was just, you know, herd fans just didn't want to go. What was the deal? Maybe didn't want to drive the Charleston. More Mountaineer fans in the Canal Valley. This is, that's an extreme possibility. Whatever the case may be. No more home court advantage. They're going to take on a good Red Scare team. This might be their last night. This might be. We'll see. We'll see. I really thought that they got challenged, but at the same time, they were the better team coming out of it. And I felt that they were. They were They were seeded one. And I think the way these seedings went, it just it, – if it was pretty good, we got some good matchups here. Other than that first round matchup that West Virginia just ran away with, I thought we got some really good matchups. So you know, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, we'll get to see more of the same next year. It's uh, leaving Charleston for a little while. Wherever the location is going to be, so you won't have that uh, that travel as much. I mean, unless some herd fans and some Mountaineer fans want to travel wherever this thing's going to be held. I don't know if it's going to be held you know Virginia wherever this is going to be uh it's good that it's going to rotate hey let's bring it to huntington come on let's, let's let's have some forethought planning here let's bring it to huntington and you could have that over at the mountain health arena i think that would be big enough i think maybe the charleston civic center coliseum was too big for this event is that a bad thing your venue is a little too big you get a full house in the mountain health arena with the seating, that would be really exciting. I think. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Probably looking for you. You want to go somewhere where the travel is tra- easy to travel to, for, for and it's not easy to travel to Huntington. It's not. Sometimes teams go to Charleston and then bus down to Huntington, coming in to play the herd. So you will see that sometimes fly into Charleston, go take the bus, charter the bus down into Huntington or stay the night in Charleston and then bus down. I mean, sometimes football teams do that instead of being in Huntington, just be in Charleston and then come on down. I mean, which is a good, I get why they do that. I understand why you don't want to be, you know, staying overnight in the center of it all. Sometimes you have to do that. I mean, there are some places where you just have to go ahead and do that. So I think that's why Charleston made a, a perfect fit for this thing. It was easy to get to, you know, accessible, uh, plenty of space. I'd like to see it come back to Charleston. It was a good event. But I know you got to diversify a little bit. You can't just have it. You can't just be banking on West Virginia alumni team and Marshall's alumni team. you got to have a little diversibility. I mean, you got to diversify a little bit. Let's talk hurt football when we continue. We got things to get into here. Um, Doug Chapman going back to the NFL. You think he can still go? That's not what he's going back for. He's um, he's going back in a different role. But you think he could still go? Could you put him out there, sign him to a one uh, one game contract, see if he could go? Put him on a put him on a scout team, maybe. Put him on a you know. Let's see what we could do. I mean, you could cut him later if you need to. Just see if he could go. He might be able still to go, but that's not why he's going back to the NFL. He's got some opportunities, and we're going to talk about that. Also, we got more on Navy. It's not over just yet. It's not as nefarious as you think. You might not like the answer, but it's not nefarious. I don't think Navy is avoiding the herd, as some have suggested. We'll get into that. And uh, we'll get you caught up on the news of the day with the Herd. And, of course, uh, we got a lot more coming up as well. Baseball returning tonight. We have Pirates baseball taking on the better team in Pennsylvania, the Phillies. I say that only because today, again, Christian Palmer, our intern, who's leaving us here uh, after Monday, will – I will no longer be blinded by the mismatch of colors. He's got the soccer championship shirt on and the Pittsburgh Pirates hat. Uh, as I tell Bill Cornwell, our esteemed news director and my friend for years, color coordinate, Christian. Color coordinate. Can you do that for Friday or Monday? Color coordinate. I mean, one team. One team per day. Hat, shirt. Not same city. Just hat and shirt. I mean, don't wear a penguin shirt and a pirate's hat. Coordinate with the colors. Herd gear, pirate's gear. No. Herd gear, herd gear, yes. You get my drift here. So we'll get into all of this with you. And, of course, we're going to get your phone calls and texts. More coming up, including where Doug Chapman's going when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Time for your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. So, we found out today that Doug Chapman, who serves as Marshall's Director of Player Development and Senior Offensive Analyst. that's a big title. It's a big football title there. Might be heading back to the NFL. I think he could go. I think Doug can go. Put him in one game. Let's see. Let's see if he can go. But... That's not why he's going back. He instead has been accepted into a fellowship. It's the NFL's non wooten Scouting Fellowship. He is going to be with the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings drafted him, so he's going back home in the NFL. He was a third-rounder in the 2000 draft. So he's going to get experience. It's being described as hands-on experience as a full-time member Of an NFL scouting staff, he's going to be shadowing NFL scouts during a season-long internship that develops ability to spot talent. This is uh, what the program's all about. So you have someone who has experience not only with the NFL, college, he also has broadcasting experience. That's why we love him. Big Ten Network, CBS, ESPN. So he has broadcasting experience he unfortunately, injuries maybe prevented him from reaching his full potential. You don't want to go and push it too far. You, you stay healthy. You want to be able to, you want to be able to wake up not in pain, be able to wake up, and not be confined to a wheelchair, if you can prevent that, you want to, you know, because uh, he had some um, some some damage that uh, that could have led to paralysis. So he is now back in an opportunity that hopefully will provide fruitful, you know, experience for him, and maybe he's going to be a little bit longer term in the NFL in this role. He's got the um, he's got the ability to do this. So Doug's going back to the NFL, and with the Vikings of all teams, that's pretty cool. Speaking of football, yesterday we, we told you about Navy. We saw the schedule change. Navy is not going to play the herd in 2023. Now that's a that's a year off. Would have been a really nice home schedule with Navy, Virginia Tech. I mean, a lot of pageantry. That, that's the thing about Navy. You don't it doesn't matter if Navy is good or not. It's not about that necessarily, it's the history, the tradition, the pageantry that comes with Navy. It's it's a traditional college program. So you were excited. Hey, Navy's coming. I mean, would it have been the biggest win in Marshall history if Marshall would have got the win? No, but it would have been a great, you know, win and great atmosphere to see Navy come in. And so a lot of fans, maybe upset a little. And I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of upset fans yesterday as I ventured onto the social media to see, okay, just kind of let me get a a slice of what's happening here. And, of course, I regretted that immediately because a lot of people just mad, mad about it, or Navy didn't want to play, fearful, and eyes on Christian Spears, the athletic director, as, as if Christian was the reason. Welcome to Huntington, Christian. Welcome to Huntington. So Navy tweets out an explanation today. And the tweet read, This was due to the Marshall game being the Saturday after playing Notre Dame in Ireland. Now Navy will have a week off after traveling to Ireland. So that wasn't good enough for some of you. Well they could have still rescheduled. Maybe Navy wanted a an easier game. And you're not getting a tune-up here. That's the thing. This is not a tune-up here for Navy necessarily. Marshall Navy maybe it's more of a okay, Marshall probably has the the better chance of winning that game. So Navy's maybe looking for a win. Or Navy's looking for a game in which you know, you're taking on Notre Dame and then you gotta travel and maybe just maybe Wagner's gonna be an easier opponent to get ready for than Marshall. Whatever the case may be, uh, it's um, it's about scheduling concerns as far as Navy's concerned. So what's gonna happen with the herd? Will there be an opponent? name soon, as soon as we can get information, uh, I've been promised we'll get some info on it as soon as uh, it can be made available. That's one thing that is fantastic about this administration, this athletic department, is I can make a, I can make a simple text and get a pretty quick answer on most things. Some of it I can share, some of it I can't. But the good news is, is once there's something that's actually official that the administration is willing to talk about. We'll have it for you. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm not worried. It's 2023. We're talking about 2022. We're talking about Norfolk state. That's going to be our, that's the thing we're talking about first. The only cool thing here that we, we lose is um, Marshall's playing Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is playing Navy, which Marshall would have been playing next year. So that would have been sort of interesting to compare season to season, of course. You know, just a brief comparison here. But Marshall's got Notre Dame, Bowling Green, and Troy. the First three on the road. And then you get sort of a a breather here with Gardner-Webb. Now... With that said, don't think that Marshall's just going to show up, put the uniforms on, and three touchdowns are going to be scored automatically here against Norfolk State or Gardner-Webb. Marshall is the equivalent to a tune-up for Notre Dame as much as Norfolk State is the equivalent of a tune-up for Marshall, they're not as bad as you think. And you think they're bad because they're a lower division. Oh, they're going to be terrible. This is a terrible game. No, they're actually all right in the in their division. They play a tough schedule. They actually they play a tough non conference schedule on a yearly basis. Yeah, I, I got you know, doing some prep here for. For this game, just looking ahead a little bit, I got some insight on that today, and I was uh, looking at their um, their outlook, and it's like, yeah, they do play a, they play a pretty good schedule, so they'll do well once they get into conference. Norfolk State will do well because they play a tough non conference schedule, sort of like Marshall playing a, a tough, and I mean tough non conference schedule. I don't think Bowling Green is one to overlook, and I don't think uh, Notre Dame is one to overlook. So yeah, you know what? I, I would I want Gardner Webb before I play Louisiana. I want a nice tune up before Louisiana, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. This is a tough non-conference schedule uh, in the sense that I think Notre Dame and uh, Bowling Green are going to be challenging, and I think the. Other two games make perfect sense. And plus, you know, it's a scheduling anomaly. You had to make some arrangements and and different things because of you getting into the Sun Belt a year earlier than planned. You had to make some adjustments here. And you had to turn a a non-conference foe into a conference foe. So you had to make some adjustments here. But I really i am okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, I would love to have that game back sooner than later. But I don't know where you're going to put it. 2027, maybe. What do you do? I don't know. If, I don't think you make too many adjustments to your schedule. I mean, the herd will have a replacement game and will will trust trust the process. Wait, minute, I'm sorry. No, um, close the gap. I don't know which uh, hashtag works here in this in this case. Our text line is open. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, I would think Spears would have an existing relationship with Navy due to uh, the midshipmen playing football in the ACC. Did I read that right? Football in the ACC. Well, whatever the case may be, I think it'll be all right as far as the schedule is concerned. It, I'm, not, uh, I'm not too concerned about that. All right, we're going to get some of your text in. More of your text coming up, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304 396 I had a texter write in and suggest this, and I'm looking at it right now. Here is a possibility. New Mexico State, that's the texter, said that maybe one of New Mexico State's opponents become available due to them moving to CUSA next year and currently being an independent so who's on the New Mexico schedule here in 2023 that we want? Okay, you have the UMass Minutemen. I'm going to say no. It's a no from me. Western Illinois Leathernecks. It's a no for me. Air Force. That's Saturday, September 9th. You think that's going away on the schedule? I don't think so in 2023. So that's a no for me. I'm joking. Of course that's a yes. I would take Air Force in a heartbeat. I know you were sitting there going, wait a minute, Paul. Wait, no to Air Force, Paul? You what? What? I, I just, I heard, I heard that screech. No, of course I'd take, Air Force would be... Air Force will be fantastic. You want to replace Navy? Give me Air Force. In 2023, bring in the Falcons. I'm all for it here. Uh, Saturday, September 23rd, at Hawaii. The, uh, you think is traveling to Huntington? You think Huntington is going uh, to uh, play host to the Rainbow Warriors? Okay, we're going to skip that. Here's what else is on New Mexico's schedule. The UTEP Miners. UTEP. The League Conference USA. Yeah, no. We're going to say no. That's not happening anyway, but we're we're saying no. Also on the schedule, they have the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. We know them. We're familiar with them. At the Northwestern Wildcats. Then you have the Auburn Tigers, Auburn Tigers, Saturday, November 18th. And then uh, at New Mexico and at San Diego State, those are to be announced. So if you are looking at trying to cherry pick some independent schedules that might be changing up a little bit, Would Air Force, I don't think Air Force would come off that schedule, though. I'm not giving that game. If I have Air Force on my schedule, I'm not giving that game up. I mean, Air Force might give the game up, but does anyone in their right mind? If you got Air Force coming in, are you the one giving that game up? You don't give that game up. That's a, that's a great game. Because here we are again. Uh, Marshall has at East Carolina on the 9th of 2023, September 9th, and then – On the 23rd, Virginia Tech. And then you're trying to figure out Central Connecticut. Probably why you don't have a firm on Central Connecticut is because you're trying to work in the other game, the replacement. Who's out there? So, who's out there? Who would want to come to Huntington? Do you want that to be a home game? I would say yes. Will that be the reality? Would you take a money game instead? Would you, instead of having a home game, you lose a home game with Navy? Would you take a money road game? I think you might have to. I think you might have to take a, a money road game. So, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, Liberty. These are teams that are going into Conference USA, and you look at that New Mexico schedule, and you think, okay, is there any team here that might not be on the schedule that would make? And yeah, the dates have to work as well because, again, if um, if I have Air Force coming in in my, and then I got to establish a non-conference portion of my schedule. I'm keeping Air Force so yeah maybe that's not the team to go after but you see some really good matchups I mean may, yeah would you take a one-time road trip out west and I don't think that makes sense yeah I don't think you make that road trip to San Diego state or New Mexico you know you would make I would make the trip to Air Force but Air Force I don't know if Air Force would come in because Huntington's a you know a little bit different travel than you know New Mexico. It's not like Navy can just, you know Navy can it's a lot closer. Navy is a lot closer than Air Force, but I would take that in a heartbeat. And also I don't I don't know if I want to schedule with, again, I'm not trying to say they their money games as far as Marshall, paying teams to come in, like Norfolk State and Gardner-Webb. There's a reason for those teams, and I'm good with two on the schedule this year. But because I think the the conference schedule offsets a lot of this. And if I'm playing at Notre Dame, I got a nice tune-up with Norfolk State. They will be an adequate challenge. And then Troy – Bowling Green, those are going to be tough games on the road. And then before you play host to Louisiana, you have, I don't want to call it a get well game, but you have an adequate challenge in Gardner-Webb that allows you to go out there, do what you need to do. Gardner-Webb is playing up. Marshall is playing a team that will offer a challenge. But ultimately, we... I think we know the outcome is, is a given. Of course, Doc Holliday would always tell you there's always a team on Saturday that loses that should not. For overlooking it, keep that in mind. There's always a team that overlooks another team and gets beat on Saturday. So I like that idea, though. You know, Maybe you would raid some of the New Mexico roster. I'm sorry, the... Uh, maybe... You take the Auburn Tigers. Uh t- and Texter wrote in, take the Auburn Tigers. Okay, but I look at the Auburn schedule. I gotta see what they're doing in 2023. Here's the thing, though. Um Auburn has a game on the 2nd, 2023. This is September 2nd, 2023. They have the U- they have the Minutemen, they have UMass. And then they're at Cal. They got the Golden Bears. And then on November 18th, they have the New Mexico State Aggies. Okay. Where are the openings here? On the 9th, Marshall has East Carolina. Okay. Auburn spoken for. On the 23rd, Marshall has Virginia Tech. Auburn, again, we don't have the dates yet on their conference schedule but I don't know honestly I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know know where you would go okay let me look at this here again Uh, see I'm trying to compare all these schedules here okay so so On the New Mexico schedule, on the New Mexico schedule, it's a TBA. Uh, Let's see. uh, Let's see. New Mexico State football schedule. So they got to play New Mexico. But do they take on – yeah, do they – do you lose Auburn? I mean, you're moving to a new conference, but do you you, you lose Auburn? Do you want to lose Auburn? Because I'm looking at the – I'm looking at the the Auburn schedule, and it has – it doesn't even have a, a place for that game. Let's see. Yeah, it does. Okay. See? I'm glad I'm not an athletic director. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, July 28th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to forward the theory that Marshall is getting set to play Auburn. Let's just go ahead and let's put that out there right now. It's going to be Marshall and Auburn to fill in to take over the Navy game. Because I had to go back and I wanted to make sure, because I was looking at the schedule on FB Schedules, and it's it's not 100% synced up. But the one thing is certain: uh, Marshall and Auburn should play. Let's just go ahead and say it right now. Let's put them on the schedule. Auburn, sure, Auburn will come to Huntington, right? Yeah, we we can make that happen. It, 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 Auburn loves to travel. They'll be they'll be no. Take that game. Make that happen. Someone make that happen. Marshall Auburn, I'm here for it. I want I want to see that. Get the payday. Uh, get the payday. Uh, there's some other schools that are out there. Uh, we were doing a little bit more kind of research. Could you see? Okay, first of all, I know UCF. I think has an opening. That's not happening. Just take that off your take that off your bingo card right now. That's not happening. Then you have Pitt. I think Pitt's got an opening. I mean, we know a guy. We know a guy. How about instead of navy you have army? I mean that's not that's not bad. That's happened before. Marshall's played army. Remember Randy Moss uh, leapfrogging all of the armed forces? That that play that you swing out and this Randy just like there's three defenders and Randy just leaps all them because he could do that. Let's take. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, here's another one that ha- has an opening. Would they make the trip to Huntington? You've got Memphis. I mean... I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. There's also... SMU? Yeah. If the herd's got to travel to Texas and it's not Texas, I'm going to say no to that. How about maybe Georgia Tech? Would, would Georgia Tech, I think they're open. Would you make that deal? Would you travel to Georgia Tech? Would you be able to get Georgia Tech to come to Huntington? That's, um, that's interesting. So there are options. What are your options? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the phone number to text in. And, of course, you can dial in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan, your host on this edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Um, some other Marshall football news we got to get to today. First of all, yesterday, this is yesterday's news, uh, former Marshall tight end Ryan Urechek signing with Austin P. going to be the team's new tight end coach. Uh, He has um, already had a colorful post-football career at Marshall. He was an assistant offensive line coach at Arkansas the past season. So he's going to be coaching a position he knows well, and hopefully he will do Uh, Something good there. Also, ticket office teasing something. Um, Teasing single-game football tickets go on sale Monday. But if you're you're, you're a member of the Big Green, you can snap those up today. Hopefully we can get to the point where Marshall's like Appalachian State and just selling out. Hashtag the Sun Belt is real. You're not the top dog in this conference. Marshall's not the top dog. In the MAC, you were the top dog. You went into Conference USA. Uh, you were you were good, but you were not top dog. You coming into the Sun Belt. There are teams in the Sun Belt that were before you that have since took the, 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 the leap after you, probably because of you, and have gone maybe almost beyond you. Marshall was one of those rare teams, made the leap into 1A football, and was successful. And then you see other programs model that success pattern, that you know, rise, base, yeah, you know, martial So, here's Appalachian State. Appalachian State having success in the one double A playoffs. That's what we look forward to. The one double A playoffs having success, and then taking that leap and going, and then getting some um, some good signature wins outside of uh, of conference play. Some That Michigan game comes to mind. Getting some wins to establish your program, but Marshall was always contending with Appalachian State when Marshall started to get good. Marshall and Appalachian State have that history, but Appalachian State, you know, Marshall was finally showing success against Appalachian State. So Appalachian State was a marker once before, and it should be a marker once again. And at the time, Georgia Southern was a power, was a, a power in one double A. And once that team got into the Southern Conference, Marshall was starting to rise because Georgia Southern once was a power. And it's since not as much, but it's made that leap into one A. But that was a team Marshall first met, and lost the first two games, and then the next four meetings Marshall won those games. I remember that much, and you have to see sometimes where um, if if you're if you're a little older, you you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, I, I gotta explain it to you. The thing that made the 1AA playoff so exciting was, you know, Marshall and Opportunity. And also, some of these teams, this is why I I enjoy this. It's very reminiscent of the day, back in the day, because now you're taking on App State. You have a history there. That was a team, I think, that you you tried to shoot for. There's also Georgia Southern. Again, Georgia Southern was a team you tried to shoot for to get better than, to be better than, to, and then you made the transition and then those teams sort of followed your lead. And look where they're at now. And James Madison, there's always that playoff history in the 1AA playoffs because that was a team that you you looked at, you, look, you saw. I just want to get Delaware back on the schedule. Let's get the Blue Hens back. Can we get the Blue Hens back? If if we're going down memory lane with Paul Swan and football teams, let's get the Delaware Blue Hens with their Michigan helmets, which they tell you the Michigan stole that idea. I don't believe it. They tell you the Michigan stole that the helmet is it, it was their idea, not Michigan's. But I I think we're going to see some of these connections reestablished, but these were some of the teams that you had to go up against year to year because App State was always a contender. Georgia Southern was a power. Marshall started to rise to prominence in one double A. And then Marshall with a team that was loaded because here's how this team got good. You could take players from 1A, they could transfer down and immediately be eligible. So Marshall was taking advantage of the equivalent of the transfer portal before the transfer portal because you got a player that, for some reason, is either backing someone up, like Eric Kresser, quarterback. He wasn't going to get the start. So he dropped down so he could play. And just so happens, uh, he got to play with Randy Moss. And that was a deadly combination there. And so you could you could put together a good team. You could put together a really good team if you played it right, which Marshall did. It played it right. And so then it made that leap into Division One, and – For a while, it had a team that was way better than other teams in the Mid-American Conference. Jim Grobe, head coach of then the uh, Ohio Bobcats, said you let the fox in the henhouse. Matt Grobe's father, the golf coach at Marshall University, his uh, father, Jim Grobe, uh, coach in Ohio, said uh, you you let the fox in the henhouse. He knew. I mean, because, you know, of course, because Grove has that association with Marshall. So, you know, he knew coming from Marshall what Marshall was, you know, at. That's not the case now. The Fox is not in the hen house here in the Sun Belt. Now, that remains to be seen what happens this season. But I could be completely wrong, and this team goes in. And just runs through this East Division. I don't think that's the case. I don't think too many teams are going to run through. Uh, that will be something we talk about tomorrow. Do you think Marshall can win the East Division? If not, which team wins the East Division? That's going to be something we talk about tomorrow. So keep that in mind. That's your homework assignment for tonight. We will talk about that tomorrow. Which team wins the East Division? You know, is the is the predicted order of finish correct, or do you have you have Coastal winning? Not Appalachian State. Do you have Marshall winning? Do you have Georgia State winning? Did the coaches get it right? Or do you think that they got it wrong and this is what it really means? So uh, keep that in mind. We'll ask that tomorrow. Uh, That'll be our text question tomorrow. We'll do that on Twitter as well. So we'll open that up for text tomorrow. Do you think that the coaches got it right? Marshall's better than four in conference play. Better than fourth place. That's going to be our question tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. So keep that in mind. We will, of course, take a preview look at the game coming up between Red Scare and... Best Virginia. So that should be exciting as well. So I'm looking forward to all of that. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Oh, before I go, before I forget, I, I, let me let me get this out. Um, the Werfel Trophy, which is the uh, award for community service. Uh, the watch list came out today. And um, who's on the list? Rasheen Ali and uh, Tariq Bell. So, Sheen Ali and Tyreek Bell on the list. That's going to do it for this edition. Pirates baseball coming up tonight. we got the game for you. 705 first pitch here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 7BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.